Keys got bumpy, and in the kitchen, I got blowy. <laughs> there you go. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 86, entitled Attention. Do you struggle with someone or someones who are always seeking attention? Sure, the answer is to give them attention when they aren't outwardly demonstrating the need for it. But that doesn't seem that doesn't come easy or ever seem to satisfy. So then what is one to do? First-time listeners, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinroom.com. While you're there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can give us a five-star review wherever you are, that would be great. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Thank you, Eric. No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone, and very often you'll find yourself that way. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is about. This week, we are going to continue to shorten up the first part of our podcast with a what's good and or what's bad segment and maybe talk a little bit about food. We will then hit the main topic of this evening, and then we'll finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Yeah. So, Chris. Hey, let's guys. start with you this week. It's quiet, Chris. Let's do the highs and lows. <laughs> Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll start with my low, because I like to end high. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Eh. Feels better. It does. So... My low is actually, speaking of quiet, Chris, my, my low of this week is, I love this time of year, yet it is allergy season. Yeah, me and too. And mine are hitting hard these past few days. Yeah. And it's affecting my voice. And I don't know if people out there in, in pod land can, can tell, but I'm a little scratchy and, and trying to talk closer into the mic here. But um, as a teacher, which <laughs> it always goes back to, you know. Um, Are you a teacher? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if you've what? heard. Yeah, you have a Tesla. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But um, yeah, just you know, having to project my voice, and now having to project my voice through a mask, I'm just feeling it's you know it's 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 hurting tonight. So yeah, that's my low. Yeah, what's your high? Oh, I thought you guys were gonna comfort me or something. Oh well. <laughs> I join you in being uncomfortable with, with allergies because allergies make me go to like to ten on every, like everything's annoying. Right. Like when right, I'm right. having like an allergy attack, my eyes are watering. So like it is the most frustrating thing, and it's the worst. It makes everything bad. It's I hate it. Right. What I don't like with your situation is that the throat, like you said, it's sore throat, or you're mm-hmm. losing your voice. Uh, it's a little both. Because then I always go like, oh, what's next? Right. Because like, if I get a sore throat, it's uh oh, sinuses are dripping down the back of my throat. Am I going full-blown sinus infection? So it's mm. not just I feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It's what's next. What's next. Mm. And what's this mean? Mine's yeah. always like this is feel – it feels very regular to me, like very mm. normal. Um, and then I fu- celebrate that annoyance. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And it's funny because Amy said earlier when I was talking to her after school 
um about it she's like yeah i heard somewhere somebody said um during this you know covid time that we live in it's like having allergies now is like i wake up and everything feels like what my body normally does but now i still have to wonder if i have covid you know what i mean so it's that Uh, sort of like the fear that's out there now i don't personally worry because it's this is totally normal for me this is like what happens to me this time of year Mm -hmm. and um yeah it doesn't usually turn into sinus infections for me it just affects my voice like it it slowly withers away. Well, it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds great right now. It does. Oh, thanks. Good. Well, Chris ASMR close on the mic. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Oh, and now okay. So you want my high yeah. of the week? Um, I know what it was. Yeah, you do. I do. Okay. Back nine at Chenley. Oh, oh dude. snap! That wasn't it, but that was a really good back nine. I saved my round. No, I was gonna go with my tech. <laughs> My tech uh, um, purchase oh, recently. Tesla number two. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pay extra close attention as the tech expert in the room. That's right. <laughs> so um, our vacuum cleaner recently uh, uh, yes. went um, kaput. kaput. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of runs, but it had, you know, there's a hole in the hose and there's the, the this other attachment fell apart. And we're like, okay, it's time. So when I start researching what I want, of course, I come across the robot vacuums and uh, we ended up getting one and yeah, you did. I love that little guy, man. He runs around the house. <laughs> did and, you name him? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got he's got a perfect name or her. No, it's a him. Yeah, it's a him. Did you look underneath it? <laughs> <laughs> did you lift his skirt up? No. Pants? Well, what is it? What's his name? Uh, his name is Mr. Boompa. Mr. Boompa. <laughs> I bet you someday there's going to be a Mrs. Boompa. <laughs> if they're boomping something. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Boomping uglies. It was more... Oh, my... Wow. No, it was more like, you know... <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Does uh, oh, a hot vacuum, vacuum porn turn you <laughs> yeah. off or something? Hot or vacuum talk. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. He, uh... He bumps into walls and things. You know, you know what I mean? That's what, how he makes his way <laughs> yeah, around. Bump, so he's Mr. Boompa. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he's been doing a great job. And uh, What do the pets think of Mr. Boompa? Oh, yeah. Um, the dogs, by the, listen, we've had him for, well, about a week. and um, Mr. Do- Boompa you've had for a week? Yes. The dogs. Oh, the dogs we've had for two lifetimes. <laughs> um, but they're used to him. They, they pretty much ignore him. The cats are still wary of him. Mm-hmm. but they're all they're handling it it's fine it's good right right it's pretty cool coming home from work every day and like where's all the cat hair oh well, that's pretty cool it's just gone right it's just gone <laughs> mr boopa got it yeah that is awesome that is great like just coming home to that yeah that's, and it works great. yeah that's like that's you buy cool. something like that right and you like the worst thing is when it doesn't work right but for you it's working right so that's a good thing right that is great. and it's hypoallergenic which is why your allergies are sure. killing you. <laughs> <laughs> your, your nose is like, where's the dander? <laughs> right. Where's right. all the This allergies. is highly unusual. But that's that's my week, boys. No, I like that. I like that, too. Um, so last week, I teased. I was going in the office yeah, you were. last Friday, and I did that. It's Which actually, is not something you have done. Right. I've been home for like seven months. Um, and... It's going to be my low, but I, not not that oh. I didn't have a good time. I had a great time. We had a great time together, and that's kind of why, like, we left. We're like, man, 
we just love each other so much. Like, we're laughing, we had lunch together, and it was great, and it was so fun. And then, like, coming back, like, it was like, uh, like, we missed that. And because um, it was just so good. And again, you work in a corporate environment. It's I not. Do. It's not a bunch of teachers who hang out afterwards. I'm like, right. this is a corporate job. Yeah. And that you love the people that you work I with. I love my team. It's a great. It's a team of 11 people. So underrated. People. Right. And uh, it's it's just the group of people that I work with specifically are just so much fun. And uh, I love it. And uh, one of which was has been on our show, Kate. Mary Kate Luke. Kate. Kate oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and she's just so much fun to work with. And, and James, my boss, is so much fun and awesome. And we just had a great time. And then we were, we all just kind of felt the same way. We're like, we missed that. So I think we're going to make it a point to at least get together like once a month to do some kind of work thing as we're kind of required to work from home. But um, wait, I, yeah. Why is this your low? I didn't follow. Because like we were having such a good time and then we just like realized like that we really missed this and we have to we have to go back home and we're oh, working from home. Like, reminded. The low is having to leave and like yes. Wow. My 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 weaknesses are my strengths. Um, <laughs> no, but my I do so that was my low, which isn't a bad low. It's a pretty good low. Um but my high was Probably my best moment that I've had with Mags since she was born. Wow. Yeah. Wait. I still want to lament your low. Sure. Go ahead. Because it's a good bad. And that's always confusing. Sure. And that's why it's like, hey, it's great. Uh, uh, and then you combine with, okay, why aren't we together all the time now? Right. And it's, oh, and that brings in all the frustrations and everything else. Like, why don't, why don't we just continue to go back to work together? So, Could it be COVID? Yes, winner winner chicken dinner for Chris. <laughs> but th- yeah. so that it's again, what's good is bad, right? Even though that's not your thing, that's right. Amy's thing, and it's a sense of belonging, like you know, being together and having that time together, and you know, yeah, for sure. How? Yeah, like a sense of loss, almost like oh, yeah. we've lost. Now you we remember go. what nah. you've lost, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Now we're gonna go back. Yeah, yeah. I feel that yeah. with you. Yeah, appreciate that. But so last night or yesterday. Amy wasn't feeling real good, a little, little stomach, you know, thing going on and she wasn't feeling real well. And, um, and she had a headache and, and, uh, you know, I was like, you know what, how about I take mags? Super dad. Right. I was like, we got, I gotta go, we gotta go to the store anyway. I need a couple things from the store. I'll go out. I'll take mags with me and then we'll be back for bedtime. You know, whatever. Just do whatever you want to do. Lay down, have some time off, whatever. Good husband. And uh, so we went to Sam's and uh, filled up Amy's gas tank. You know, did what that bonus. And, and it's funny because like Mags is really starting to like notice and, and talk about what you're doing. Like, Daddy, get the gas. Daddy, get the gas. You know, right. And um, so we do Sam's, and then like I'm like, well, that didn't take too long. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was like, well, you know what? Let's go. Let's just find a playground. You know, I didn't want to go all the way to Monroeville Community Park. But I was like, I just searched for playgrounds near me, and I found I found one in Garden City, and I rolled past it, and it was like old playground with like stuff that we used to play on, like metal jungle gym, <laughs> metal metal merry-go-round, yeah. you know, yeah, a tennis, um, a, a tennis real. Playground. And I was like, part of me was like, do I take her and just make her stronger <laughs> at this park? And I was like, nah. <laughs> so I searched for another one, and there was another one. I can't really describe where it is, but it's like off of Mossside Boulevard, somewhere up in a neighborhood up there, hmm. and. Um, we go, and we're pulling in the parking lot, and she just 
is getting so excited because she saw like she saw like the park. Okay, she was so like, you didn't tell her. I didn't tell her where we were going. Right, right. Because I didn't want to like disappoint her if I was like if we can't find anything and then we just because I would have just come back home. We just go play on the bat in our backyard park. And uh, she was like, at the park, at the park. And she's just so excited. And I get out of the car and like, I get her out of her car seat and she's like shaking with excitement. Like, I love when she does that. I know. It's so funny. And like, cause it's a new park. We haven't been to this one. So she's just shaking and she goes, park, park, at the park. And then like uncontrollably, she just says, data and just hugs my leg. <sighs> and then <laughs> at the park. <laughs> and then like she starts walking over. It was like that first like conscious, like I, I want to say, Thank you, Dada, for bringing me to the park. Like, that's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. Oh, that's, like, that's exactly what it you was. You know, and it was just like I almost just killed over and died. Yeah. Like I was just like, that's amazing. Oh my gosh! And then we went and played on all the things, and it was it was so much fun. Like you so want to get fun. like a tattoo of where her arms wrapped around your leg <laughs> right, right, and just right. keep them there for the rest of your life. What was so funny is like she, it wasn't long at all. She was like, ah, Daddy, uh, right. <laughs> like just tap and then like out. Like she was just so excited. You grabbed so her funny. and put her back around your leg. Stay there. <laughs> Stay there for 15 more years. <laughs> I've got a little, I'm, I'm misting up a little bit. That's, that's it was really cute. That is a beautiful moment. It was really cute. It was really fun. And uh, she had a great time. And Amy felt a lot better when we came home. She was, you know, rejuvenated from her little rest. And it was just, it was good. It's such, it's so funny. Like, it's such a, I don't want to say a cat's in the cradle moment, but it's like, I talk about mm. like snapshots in time. Like, if you could just take a picture right there and mm-hmm. hold on to that, hold it, hold it, <laughs> hold it. <laughs> It would yeah. be the greatest thing in the world. Totally. Absolutely. Anything food-wise? Um, you know, my So Amy made um Yeah, she did. She's <laughs> <laughs> she's been making these past two weekends, she's made homemade meatballs for meatball hoagies. And she went to Labriola's and got some good sauce. R.I.P. Not the one in Monroeville. No. I know, but I know. Really? Uh, maybe that's it's not. It's, well, it's, let's it's, save it. Let's save it for later. It'll be a low for the month for the whole team. Um, but you got some good sauce from Labriolas and some All right. oh. good good buns and her her meatballs that she made and oh. like just a good meatball hoagie and mm. oh, can't go wrong. Well, you can, but you didn't. didn't. Yeah, the little provolone, so good. Yeah, provolone. Oh, yeah, that makes me jealous. Right, that's, that's a good thing. Pretty good. That's a good thing. Uh, but since we're doing bad first, mine's simple. Um, Rachel does a very specific eating plan, measured everything else, and I make her dinner. And by that, I mean her lunch every night. And yesterday, Tuesday night, people are coming over, or whatever. She told me she's in this new level where there's a new cut, so she doesn't. She gets her salad, but she also would get a piece of fruit. Well, now she wasn't getting any more fruit. So she texts me a picture of her exact measurements every night. So last night, okay, bing, bang, boom. How much this? How much this? Bang, fine. Today I get a text. No apple? And I look, and she got an apple. Now, she's not eating a ton of food. So the fact that she got an apple. Right, right. And I didn't notice it in the screenshot of what she sent me because all I was doing was putting the salad together. Yeah. So here's this poor girl who is doing her best. Who is working her rear end off at work? I mean, it is unbelievably challenging for her. The stories—it's uh, exhausting just listening for to her. confidentiality purposes. She never shares any stories with me, right? But I can guess the stories that she would tell me, right? Leave her exhausted, and so here she is getting her lunch and no apple. And I don't know if you guys know this about me—I like to provide for people. I've yes, heard that. Do. Yeah, 
And so the fact that in no way, shape or form, can you describe it as a complete failure? Like I was just too busy doing everything else. Didn't notice it mm. in the back of my mind. No more fruit at lunch. Boom. Terrible. Mm. That is. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I mean, and she's fine. She was like, no, big deal. I'm like, I will drive you down and out. Because I knew she had to work out this afternoon. So that's like sort of her energy as well. And that's why she got blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know it's not about me. You know, we talk about emotional responding. Right. But I feel horrible right now. Like right. it really ruined a large part of my day. And it's yeah. like, well. And she's like, it's fine. It's totally fine. And she even told me this evening, it gave her an out to not go to the gym. Because she was like, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to work out. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I didn't get my apple, but I'm going to go anyhow. Mm, mm. So in a way, it ends up all good because she gets bonus points, you know, because she still went to the gym when she had an out right now. Right. So that was the bad. And you dwelled on that, unfortunately. Which? On the forget, like you said, it oh, forgetting the apple? was a big part of your day. What need like is it, that, by the way? Which the forgetting, like, like how am I hurt? It's like you met, you met. I guess it's like, well, you feel guilty, but where does that go for you? Well, so if my feelings are hurt at my lack of performance, if right. that makes a better term, right? So it could be acceptance, but it's not right. because I screwed up. Oh no, right? Am I going to be accepted? Right? Even though I screwed up, yeah. But for me, it's more of you could look at it as respect um, or uh, approval belonging, Mm -hmm. because here I am, the husband, here I am, the provider, and I take care of all these things. And I failed at that. Right. Um, Or respect. Hey, I do good. I'm great at what I do. I'm a good husband. I'm good. All these things. Oh, wait. No, not. I failed. Mm -hmm. So it could be the one of those. In my case. For other people, it could be different things. It could be security. She's going to be so mad. She's going to be mad. Right, right, right. Which, nah. No. Yeah. She could have been. She wasn't. So that's the bad. The good uh, came from yesterday, two things, Sunday and yesterday. So yesterday, I was meeting with a couple and doing some pre-marriage teaching. And I did the old, you know, for example, if you have a high need for security, they laughed. And they it was I pointed to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so let's say you do. And this, that, and the other thing. And I gave them the old case scenario. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens. And then you get upset because of this. And you get upset because of this. And their eyes just got huge. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he, he just absolutely, completely nailed us. Right. It's like, you know, every fight we've ever been in. And I'm like, right. And you don't have that fight all the time. But when you have a fight, that's your fight. Right. It's different detail. You know, the same things I've, you guys have known. Yeah. Here. But to watch them just be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. you actually know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, And And not even that, like, they came to me. Like, they asked me if I would do it. So it wasn't like I had I – mean, very often it's, <laughs> I'm going to marry you, so yeah. I'm going to meet. Like, they, I'm not even marrying them. They're like, we'll give them a shot. Right. <laughs> I'm not marrying them. They wanted me to teach them how to love each we'll other. We'll go to a real mm-hmm. counselor after we, you know, entertain his little thing that he does. Right. That was not the case. <laughs> and you virtually read their minds <laughs> and, like – are you, being, are you being funny or no? Well, I'm no, I'm no. Yes, no, yes, I am being. I mean, but I'm saying like I don't think from their are. point of view, it's like you. Like, oh my goodness! Right, it's like, like you're how, sitting in the room with us right. as we're having the argument. Yes, yeah. It's right. like how did you know? Right. They were you amazed yeah. at something to me which is as rudimentary as it gets. And I said, well, that's why you need to learn what I'm teaching you because you'll be able to understand that about yourselves. I love watching people have that aha moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's great. Um, and we had a, we actually they had a. They had several of them yesterday, including like their fighting styles. You know, the, the way I describe it is <laughs> one's more of drunken jujitsu. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the other one's just more of a street brawler. Um, 
<laughs> it's kind of dirty, but but yeah, I could go into detail, but I won't. Um, and the other was after church, both at the nine and the eleven. I had an individual come up. Well, one individual came up to me. The other one texted me. And it's just always nice when they're like, "Listen, when you said this, mm-hmm. you know." And the the after the nine a.m., the person was actually crying and just said, "There are times when you when you speak, and it opens my eyes, and I know exactly what God wants me to do, and I know that I was there to hear that message, and it has changed my viewpoint on this, that, or the other thing." And it's just like, "Wow, it's all I'm looking for," <laughs> you know. Mm. And that and that's not all I'm looking for. That's the bonus. Like I'm just going to go do my job. And I'm yeah. going to go preach what I think God asked me to preach. I'm going to say what I'm supposed to say. And nine times out of ten, when someone comes to me and says, when you said this, either I don't remember saying it or there's a very good chance I didn't even say it. Mm. But God spoke to them and I'm yeah, like, yeah. good by me. That's right. fine. Right. So that's cool. It's just been a good week for that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Food-wise, I had a good and a bad. I made some roasted beets and Brussels sprouts. Man, beets are always bad. Right. Uh, <laughs> sounds good to me. Right. Uh, and, I it, and, I, and I did it sort of in the air fryer. Ooh, I have three things I got to talk about food-wise. I'll be quick. Two, I made a – and here's in the world of political correctness. I made a, a slaw, but I wanted to make a vinegar-based slaw. But I was like, ah, that's kind of boring. All right, so I'm going to do this. And I and I made it more of an Asian slaw. Mm-hmm. I used rice wine vinegar, a little bit of soy in there as well, put some peanuts in it. Oh, yeah. And just whatever veggies I had. And I was like, and I put on Instagram and I'm like, Asian slaw. <laughs> uh, rice wine slaw. It's like, I didn't know. I'm like, am I not allowed to call it Asian slaw? I don't know. I don't want somebody to get angry. I think you are. That was less successful. Uh, it was just a little bland. So whenever I've served it to myself since then, I've added more soy and red hot. Give a wow. little, Interesting. little something, something. Huh. But lastly, I've uh, been working on perfecting um, potatoes in my in my air fryer slash oven. It's my Ninja Foodie oven. Like not a the thing that folds up. Yeah, the thing that fo- flips up. Yeah, yeah, it's a toaster oven made by Ninja. Right. It also doubles as an air fryer. It's cool how it folds up. My new trick is this: so I quarter potatoes. You know, I, I rinse them off to get the starch off. Boom. Put them in the air fryer with just oil, a little bit of salt. Maybe. You soak them or you just rinse them? Soak them. Okay. As long as I have, you know. Mm-hmm. Salt, a little bit of garlic powder maybe if I want to. It's actually granulated garlic. Mm. <laughs> but then when they're done, I make them real crispy on the outside and they're a little pillowy on the yeah. inside. Yeah. Toss them a little butter. Oh, yep. So they're still a little bit soft. Not yep. just raw. Oh. I made them twice this week. Man, the no, crispy on no the carbs, outside. No carbs. <laughs> That's beautiful. How, how the, that, the, the butter the ninja just takes sort of the, yes. Yeah. The air frying blows right. out the carbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? If it wasn't, if potatoes didn't weren't so carby, like be the yeah. <laughs> well, that, in, in uh, what's his name? Honestly, not Sebastian. Pete Coriel is his. He does his podcast with him, and he does a thing on bread and how bread is the greatest thing in the world. It is. And he and he talks about it how like you know one time they were at dinner. And a guy was like, no, I don't want any bread. Uh, it's okay. I don't like it. And he's like, you don't like bread? Because I called the FBI. If you see something, say something. This guy here, he doesn't like bread. He goes, Jesus, what did he call himself? He didn't call himself the potato of life. People be like, what is potato? I don't want potato. He's the bread of life. Hey, shout out to the uh, the Ninja Corporation, which is actually the Shark Ninja Corporation I found out last week. Because guess what? I have something from the same... Uh, Manufacture that thing. bumpy, yeah, Mister Bumpa. Bumpa. He's got bumpy, and in the kitchen, I got blowy. There, <laughs> there you go. It's beautiful. And you know what? Some people would love to hear more about that because um, 
if if you wanted to okay attention is what we're trying to talk yeah. about segways <laughs> being what they are we've been focusing on emotional needs and taking sort of a deep dive into specific emotional needs whether it be what are the different characteristics of that need or like this week with attention we're going to look a little bit more on how to deal with it when someone in your world has the high need for attention oh boy and why do you say it in such ways it's uh, the, it's the black sheep the black of the sheep emotional of the, right. need. Because of the way Lily is. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are the opposite of, of that, which is, They're I like, guess, leave me makes, alone. makes my job a little easier. But, <laughs> you know, it's hard when someone is um, an introvert like myself and then someone else is sort of craving the, craving attention. the attention from me that, yeah, it could be that could be draining. Mm. I enjoy looking at couples' needs for attention. Like, Rachel and I both, in some ways, have a very high need for attention. But in other ways, we don't. Right. And so, we've learned how to work with that. Um, because if I always step on Rachel's stories, you know, if she's telling a story, like, the whole family's together, and she comes in, and then I just trample over top of it. Yeah, it's a little bit of respect, but it's also attention. Like, I'm taking it from her. Right. right. Like, when she wants it, she wants it. That was her moment. Right. Yeah. And I can't do that. And I learned that one real early on not to do that. Mm. Um, like baby Ty Ty and his girlfriend broke up about a month ago. And part of it was because he goes, she kept trying to like have the focus be on her. Because <laughs> he when it's supposed to be on me. And I was like, you are so wonderfully honest. Like, that is just so great. For those who don't know, baby Ty Ty is my nephew. You were going to say something? I was just going to say, I know a person uh, that I know because they've taken the test that one of their needs is, is attention and i never really if you because i am an interrupter and um i just realized like sometimes i feel like i've robbed their attention from them mm. and i don't want to do that huh. let me encourage you to not do that yeah, yeah. i mean not like overly you know Taking it away from them. But it's that bell that rings in the back of your like, head when you're in huh. the middle of a story and you're like, I took that from them. And that probably hurt their feelings. Yeah, but not to like an extent that we'd ever... You would even say anything. Right. It's not, Right, exactly. Because then they would go, hmm, I don't want this attention. No, because like when they're done with their whatever they're talking about, I can be, oh, that was a great story. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't even think I would have thought that about you, though. So that... Shut up, Chris. <laughs> Wait. I want to decipher what just happened because I think you were being serious. Yeah, he was. I was. And why did you tell him to shut up? Because I was taking the attention off him. I was interrupting him. I was being funny. Oh, that's oh. next level. That was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. No, I'm serious. Like yeah. That, so, I, but I, I mean, I feel your pain, but also, um, you can't do it that much or that badly. I don't. I don't feel like like if I said that, you would be like, makes total sense. Well, from time to time, <laughs> that's funny. Well, I but not him. Well, and historically, so. historically, I've been a one upper, ah. and I've really put the kibosh on that. Sure, I still do it. Well, and but, to be fair, I didn't really meet you until after you had already been working on this stuff for a while. I think like right. emotional needs and whatnot. Right. Okay, I want to go backwards. You said you put the what? The work in? The kibosh? Oh, put the kibosh on on being a one-upper. I would think it to be kibosh. 
I I don't know. I've, I don't I, know. I say kibosh when I say it. I don't know. Once a decade. But uh <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The kibosh, kibosh, potato, potato, right. bread. Right. <laughs> We're off the back. rails. Anyway, attention. Irony. I posted last Monday, hey, we're going to be talking about affection. And everybody's like, oh, I want to talk to you about affection. Here's how I like it. I like affection this way. Written, verbal, text, everything else. Wah. This week I said, I want to talk about attention. Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> how ironic. No, nobody well, wants to be that person. Right. I really think. But see, that's why even as I wrote it, well, I wrote, or do you know someone? Right. right. Which we did my, get one comment. My friend. There's a guy I know. <laughs> yeah. We did get one comment on my own personal Facebook page okay. from uh, my dear niece, Lydia. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't have a high need for attention, which makes it incredibly difficult for me to empathize, she said, with somebody mm. who has a high need for attention, which okay. is a good transition to, okay, so what do you do? What do you do if that if you don't have a high need for attention, or even if you do, because just like with Rachel and myself, we had to figure out who gets the attention and when. Mm. How do you deal with somebody who has, and, and you said it earlier, it's the black sheep of the emotional needs family. Nobody ever says, ugh, they need security. Ugh. Right. They need affection. Oh, another hug. Ugh. <laughs> but like attention, oh, what happened to them? Ugh. Why right. are they the way they are? Right. So what's the number one thing parenting-wise? What did they tell you? If a kid is demonstrating attention-seeking behavior, what do you do? Right. You You ignore it. Okay. And that might work because that's not going to make them because what that kid is doing is stealing the emotional need. We talk about when your needs are not being met, you steal them or you manipulate to have them met. Right. And so if you feed into that, guess what? They're manipulating you and like getting it. Right. Right. They're stealing it. And And you're feeding into the negative behavior and it's going to it's going to reinforce it. Right. So 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 clearly, you know, you don't want to feed into that attention seeking behavior. You're to to ignore it that doesn't meet the need hmm. right so what do you do what's the second thing they tell you to do um, i know well you should still be in this because this you right? i'm paying attention to this <laughs> i'll say that you acknowledge um the positive behavior when it happens i would say or is that not the direction you were heading i was going to say give them appropriate attention when they deserve it or when it's you know when it makes sense or when it's productive you're both you're both accurate the the tip is to meet the need when they're not demonstrating right in a destructive or negative fashion so make sure it's okay well they've been needing attention a lot lately okay when you come home from work or come out of your office (laughs) in your home for work to bring up a bad memory or a bad feeling okay i'm gonna sit down and play with her for five minutes not just sit there and go okay not right now not right now, not right now. So then they're destructive. Mm-hmm. I met with somebody recently and they said, when my dad came home from work, all I wanted was his attention. Mm. And the only attention I ever got was if I had done something wrong mm. and he would parent me because that's what a good dad does. And I just wanted him to be with me for a few minutes. And I was like, did he ever? And he goes, no. Mm. So imagine just, you know, it's a simple thing. Spending a little time ahead of time. This is getting with kids. Right. Which makes it easier because it's kind of you're supposed to, you know, to do these things. It's harder. Okay, great. <laughs> but what do you do with a, with a grown-ass adult who's always seeking behavior, who's seeking attention? Well, number one is the same thing. Or you you get know, ahead better of the to curve. ask, head, right. get ahead right. before they do that. Be proactive. Sure. 
but that can be hard. Okay. Well, then, well, you know what? It's hard is like, it's it's because it's inconvenient. It really is because like when it's appropriate, because like I like I I'm 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 right there with with that dad of like, you're done with work. All you want is like I just I just want. 20 minutes. Yeah. Give you know, me a little give me time. 20 minutes and then we can do whatever. But it would be better and more productive to get ahead of it and then take my 20 minutes. Right. But I don't want to do that because <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's the way to look at it. You also want to make sure you're healthy. Right. So that you can meet the needs of others. So when we're dealing with adults who are in that re- you know regard that are in our lives, because to be very honest, what do you do nine times out of 10? Oh, you avoid them. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. You avoid, you have your outs. You've got your, oh, geez, my phone ring. I didn't see it ring. Oh, hold on. I have to go answer it. You know, you have all those tricks. But, okay, maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's somebody that you're really trying to have an impact in their life. You know, we hopefully are leading lives that we're trying to be a good example to other people. So running away from them and hiding is never really on the list of that. Right. And so really the number one thing for me is to look at that person and understand why they are what the way they are. Mm-hmm. Michael Scott. Right. Why are you the way that you are? It's one of the greatest questions. <laughs> and, and like I say very often, we ask rhetorical questions and we wait when we could get answers. Or we don't wait. And we should. Because this person either, you know, it's one of two things why they have a high need for attention. And I will say three-fourths of the time with no scientific study whatsoever. It's because they didn't have it growing up. Hmm. And so they're just like my guy the other day. All I wanted was my dad to pay a little bit of attention to me. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Now I know moving forward, I'm going to give this guy any chance I have. I'm going to give this guy some attention because he doesn't get it. Didn't get it. Doesn't get it from his dad. Mm-hmm. So if I meet that need, man, I'm going to have an impact in his life. Mm-hmm. And my heart's broken because he's a good guy. You know. Now, okay, so what about the annoying person that three-fourths of the time never got any attention paid to them? Mm. Well, just think of them as a child. And to think about how sad that is. So now your heart's going to break a little bit for that person. You're more motivated. You don't want to help an annoying 43-year-old. I can see there's a reason you started this by talking about kids. Go on. <laughs> no, I'm just being funny. But that this is great. This makes so much sense. <laughs> Why are you having this revelation? I got to do this. I just need to, to be better. Give me, you're going through a lot right here. So <laughs> right. Give, put I'm more sorry. words to your emotions. You, when you said, think of them as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, needing that attention, needing that, um, well, I was going to change it to acceptance or something, but ne- needing to feel like someone through the attention provided by a parent or whatever, and then, of course, their lack of getting that, that does make your heart break for them a little bit, even as a 43-year-old. Like, that, now you're, you're realizing... The scope of of their emotional need and um, the historical impact of hurts growing up, right? Yeah, it's crazy when you start looking uh, through the lens, uh, like through that lens for everything in life. It really changes your heart for people. Like you're ready to extend a lot more grace. Yes, you know, and and if you can't extend grace. Or it's very, very hard to. You can at least extend or seek understanding. Yeah. You know? Because we were all kids who needed mom and dad, and we were all right middle schoolers who got 
picked on. Picked on no, right. Just me? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely got picked on. And, uh, you know, with, you know, just looking, like, reading in the news, you read, like, somebody does something crazy, and it's like, well, I probably grew up with a lot of hurts, and those hurts haven't been right. uh, comforted. So, you know, and it's crazy that, like, I know, like, we sound like we're beating a dead horse when we keep on talking about it over and over again, but, like, people don't do it well, and people don't get it. I don't, th- I don't think we're beating a dead horse. We could probably say that more. Sure. But, but I mean, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, there's no secret. Like, this is it. And once you get, like, once it clicks with you in some personal, like, it, like it clicked with Chris just right now. Yeah. And Chris, you have a, an understanding of... Of, of a lot of this, but I still have like epiphany moments like right, you just did. Right, just about. And it's like, oh, right. Yeah. And like, you know, I just had an epiphany moment like during, I don't want to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it off the air. But like, you know, when you have that moment, you're like, now I can start working at this relationship or now I can, you know, move, move forward instead of stay where I am with this person, you yeah. know, and not, you know, be either angry because you could be angry with that person or you know whatever but um you know it just it really helps you wrap your head around why that person is the way that they are and it's all part of that seeking understanding and meeting them where they are mm-hmm. and you know i spoke last night at our volleyball match that did not go well which volleyball has been my positive the last couple of weeks and it still is we just got killed and we didn't control the ball and what i said is if you can control the ball if you pass well Put the ball where you want it to. I said, you then will control the match. I said, if you don't control the ball, all you're going to do is react to things. And if you're not excellent at that, you, you know, even at your best, you're still not good. Well, same thing's true with your own emotions. Hmm. If you're in control of what you're feeling and then trying to figure out what they're trying to feel or what they're experiencing, now you're in control. Otherwise, guess what all we're doing is reacting to their emotions. Right. And then, therefore, that's why you're trying to flee away from them. Or try to, you know, manipulate it or make it about you or anything else. So we have to be a lot more in control of our own emotions and realize people are the way they are. Um, we want to appreciate Christina mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, very much. Uh, because one of the keys to any successful relationship is being open and honest and vulnerable. And she is. And she basically states, hey, I'm the youngest of four. I really need attention because I didn't have a lot of it growing up. Christina, youngest of five. That's why my need for attention is that high. Mm-hmm. Um and she said, I do like it. And maybe that's why I talk a lot. I guess that's a way to get attention. And it can be. And it's okay. And you're worthy of attention. Um, mm. I think we've, you know, it's, which is funny to say that because, like, does that mean some people aren't worthy of attention? <laughs> um, but we hear you. And it is tough being in a big family, especially being the youngest. You're like, just want my voice to matter. I mean, in my family, my story was nobody would listen to me because I, I would talk so much. Now, looking backwards, why did I talk so much? Because nobody listened to me. Right, right. And Chicken my, or the egg. And my sister, Kathy, was the one. She was the middle child. She's the only one who would ever listen to me. Huh. Because if I said something funny, she would then say it, and the entire family would laugh. Oh, my. Those are good times. <laughs> so, Christine, I hope that hasn't happened to you with Caroline, though I'm sure it has. She probably just told you to shut up. Um, the <laughs> other end of it is this. I said 75% of the time, people growing up, who, people adults who don't, who have a high need for attention probably didn't get it growing up. Here's the challenge. Sometimes you have a high need for attention because you've had it your whole life. Think of the helicopter moms. Think of the the kids who are growing up specifically in the last 10 years 
who they couldn't do anything wrong. And they're mommy and daddy's favorite. And they're the best. And don't you dare speak ill of my child and everything else. And now this person's a full grown adult. And they have a high need for attention. Still need because the world that. revolves around them. Mm. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Because I feel like that's the worst one. Or oh, you mean the worser of the two. Right, oh, right, by right. far. Right? Because There's like no mood, because that person needs to Yep. That's tough. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a different attention than the one that like Christina's talking about where you know, oh, just, bless her she heart. just she, right, bless her heart. She just, want, she just attention. wants a little bit of attention. Yeah, you know. And again, great family. Whereas, like, nobody wants say, to be. Nobody has ever the, said poor Christina. Who's the? Is it Veruca Salt from Willy right. Wonka? Sounds nobody right. wants to be a Veruca Salt. You know, I want it now. The, whining, you know, the whining, yeah, and the, stomping you know, your feet, and yeah, yeah. Spoiled. So here, exactly spoiled, emotionally spoiled. And I will too. tell you this: those are the hardest people to love. And and it's it's you've got you've got to have a reason to do it. It's got to be either you know it's a ministry thing or you're in a relationship with them or whatever else. But that goes backwards to it's exhausting. Now you've got to go selfish. If they're in your life and they're killing you with their need for attention, the only way to maybe for you to survive is to be that person that gives them that attention. Mm -hmm. You got to give it to them and then get out. Got to you know you have to manage it. You know that becomes more like a family counseling thing. Like hey. You know, you put up boundaries. Hey, you know, I know we can't. I can't. You know, I, you texted me three times last night at ten o'clock. That's a good point. I was I was going to actually ask that. Um, was like, okay, you find that person, or you have that person in your life that needs attention, and then like, what makes me nervous sometimes about that is like, if you give them the attention, you like <laughs> Chris those of you I, I not know, watching. I know exactly. Chris's fingers flipping off. He's not flipping Eric off. <laughs> He's flipping it, He's pointing, pointing in agreement. Pointing, pointing. I know exactly um, what you're going to say. You can watch live on Facebook and see that in action <laughs> each week. But, um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you give them that attention, you don't want it to. You don't want that then to run your life. Let's or them not to set run any patterns life. up or expectations. Right, and like you're talking about those boundaries, but like what. You know, do you have any recommendations on what those boundaries are? I want to hear his agreement first. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I just felt uh, wait, as he started, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no but, um, <laughs> when he started to say that, I, I felt that Bing. like, almost like that fear of like, oh, but if I'm the one who says something to them, they're always going to seek me out. It's going to be this, it's going to be torrent. emotionally draining. Yeah. It's going to be this torrent yes. of like. Of seeking attention from me, and I don't think I have that to give. And oh my goodness, you know, right. what, what do I do? So it's it is it's sort of stepping out of your comfort zone, and oh, well, it's like I don't want to get bothered, at, you know. And it does sound so selfish, midnight. but it's <laughs> but you do have to you do have to manage your own emotional needs and what you can give, and that can be a really hard balance, I guess. And you again going backwards, you have to know yourself, Brian. By the way, he's not with us this week, in case you guys are wondering. Oh, Brian. He's on a business trip. Business. I like it. Um, that's the B in Bobadi. Um, Brian would have absolutely no problem being like, I can't help you right now, but I will help you tomorrow. And then go right to sleep. If you had to say that to somebody, you'd be like, oh, I'm the worst. Yeah. You have this need. 
you know, for acceptance and I don't want to sure. let you down and, yes. and everything else. So for you, it's much more difficult than for somebody like Brian, okay. somebody like me who I've gone a little bit further down the road in all this. And I'm like, okay, here is, like we said, here's the boundaries. Here's when I can help you. Yeah. And if I can't, well, you know, that's okay. That's, You're really that's good at that, you know, being open and honest and vulnerable, but it just... Well, that's hard on you because, like, if it's like a you burden. can't be very open and you're not very honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like a burden to you because right. Right. it's hard for you to say no. Yes, right. I'm with, true. I'm with you. Right, you both struggle. I've gotten much better with it, right. much better with it. But yeah, I'm still there with you. Right, and and struggling with guilt as you do, you're gonna feel like, oh, I'm the worst. Right. So the key is, don't try to help people. Oh, good. That's the <laughs> end Avoid of the podcast. Avoid people Bye, at all costs. <laughs> Especially attention-seeking people. Um, <laughs> but it is important to know that it for someone like that, and it, it can be like somebody's drowning and that they're just going to reach out and overwhelm you unless you have those boundaries set up. But you will have a great impact in their life because I guarantee you everybody avoids them. Right. Mm. And so wherever you are right now in regards to meeting somebody's needs with, with attention – you can do better. That's right. You can do better. And uh, I'll go first with mine. Um, so, you know, there's... Uh, we're just talking about how, like, you know, why are people the way that they are? Um, headline. Actor Rick Moranis punched in the head in an unprovoked attack. Caught on video. And that was the same day that uh, Trump, uh, they announced that he had COVID and people were like, the president has COVID. All right. Rick Moranis got punched. That's too far. (laughs) Right. Um, Who punches Rick Moranis? Poor poor Rick Moranis. (laughs) Like one one of the celebrities that's never in the news for anything bad. He's he's always been, you Uh, know. He's the key master. He's the key master. He's been in space. He was the key master? Yeah. In Ghostbusters? Yeah. Oh. I was thinking in say anything. No, because that was John Cusack. Right. Um, <laughs> Different guy. Right? Different key master. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, you know? My Blue Heaven? Then. Sure. <laughs> Never saw it. Um, oh, come on. But the uh, this is from Not the Bee, so it's a little comical the way they write it. So it says, dude, Rick Moranis. At the very beginning of the clip, you can see the perpetrator rear back and punch the former actor right in the head. And by the way, he's a former actor because I think he got out of acting so that he could spend time and pay attention to his family and like raise his guy. I think that's the reason why he got okay. out. I'm almost positive. Honorable. Which, right, right. It's Rick Moranis. Doesn't deserve a punching. Completely unprovoked. Then he just walks off as if nothing happened. I saw the video. Is it one of those, like, I've seen that type of video before? Like where you know, like it's like a dare, and kids will just like no, walk up and no, like knock he's somebody all alone. silly. He you don't just, really see the before, right? You don't. Yeah, he's just walking he's up under some scaffolding. And and the he link, just walks up. The link will be in the show notes, so if you want to see it, he, yeah, he's just looks like New York City, I guess. Um, yeah, New York City, and he's just walking down the street, and this guy just punches him, and he falls over, and then the guy just keeps on walking, dude. Right, Rick Moranis, and do better. Not, not only is it Rick Moranis, it's also what is he's like a 65 year old guy or something right he's not he's not a young you know spring chicken she's the waste (laughs) we should like an old man dateline united kingdom Ah, we're going international this is why you don't drink and dry no no 
A college student in the UK needed to be rescued by her local fire brigade after getting her legs stuck inside the clothes dryer she shares with the roommates. Rosie Cole, 21, says she and her friends were drinking wine and tequila, which I wonder if that's wine and tequila or wine tequila. Yeah. <laughs> that all sounds great. That sounds like a drink that uh, college age kids would come they up challenged with. challenged her to fit inside their shared appliance. Quote, I was with my other housemates and one of them dared me to get in, said Cole. I appreciate that, that she answered the challenge. A student at the University of Hull in East Yorkshire, England, me, me thinking there was no chance I'd actually fit decided to try it and to my surprise oh it was easier than i thought Cole climbed in legs first and even managed to shimmy her hips in before she realized she wasn't unable to uncross her legs inside the dryer cole's roommates were also unable to help free her uh hindquarters from the tiny warm prison the group eventually decided to call the local fire brigade so they were barely able to convey the situation without breaking into hysterical laughter Footage filmed by one of Cole's friends, however, seemed to indicate that while they were certainly concerned, they were, ex- they were also extremely amused by her predicament. This might sound a bit weird, but our friend is stuck in the dryer, one of Cole's friends can be heard telling the emergency worker. Yes, yes, in the dryer. She repeats laughing. Uh, you got to think it's like a prank call like at first, you know, like. Right. What? Her friend is quoted as saying, I will never stop making fun of her. There you go. Now so, they, on the one hand, it's do better. On the other hand, man, maybe it can't do better. <laughs> they clearly did not grow up in the 70s and 80s when we were inundated. Do not. Do not climb into an old refrigerator. Oh, You'll die apply, immediately. Like, right. you, you know, those were, there were after school Everything specials. could kill you. You know, there were TV shows with, with special episodes of, of, you know, Punky Brewster. We do not don't teach our, our children that enough anymore. Every stranger will well, kill you. They didn't. Every stranger. Every stranger. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, I'm going to have an add-on before you do your can't do better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify things. Yes, Labriolas and Penn Hills closed to the public forever. Now, I'm so sad. They were going to reopen. They said they're not going to. That they've been using that to prepare all their hot foods for the rest of their locations. Whatever. I've heard different rumors of why they are and what they're doing and how come and Thanks, they couldn't COVID. do this and they couldn't Seriously. do that. Seriously. I mean, like, yeah, I'm upset about it. So do better. Open it up. Yep. Okay. Sometimes there's a can't do better. That's right. Yeah. And, I, saw, on a and I, I, I debate all the time whether my can't do betters are because I, I, I take things literally and I'm like, hmm. Could they have possibly done a little better? That's a valid point, though. This is so. This is a did good. Yeah, this is a did really well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dateline France. Ding. Model village for Alzheimer's patients makes residents feel like they're still independent. And I have to say something about Alzheimer's real quick because my um, mother-in-law died of early onset Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this, you know, I picked this story because it it hits sort of close to home for, especially for my wife. And, um, you know, Alzheimer's is a, some people don't realize it's a terminal illness. Like some people say, oh, oh, so they get forgetful. Well, that's how it starts. But eventually they forget basically how to it's live. like eating your brain away yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. and it is terminal there's no cure so anyway that the point of this model village is um well i'll just read some of it as the old african proverb says it takes a village to raise a child but it seems this the same wisdom may also hold true when it comes to caring for elderly alzheimer's patients rather than placing them in traditional memory care units Some groups charged with the care of these special seniors are taking a more innovative approach. 
In southwestern France, near the city of Dax, a community has been created with the specific needs of its 105 residents, all of whom suffer from Alzheimer's in various stages. And it goes on to talk about how they, you know, it's basically a, it is like a village set up. They have residences, they have grocery stores, hair salons, you know, wherever the, um, the residents would like to or need to go. And um, they, of course, have a staff there that assists them in their various stages of right. Alzheimer's. So it's kind of a less confusing environment. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, along with losing your memory, you're also, you know, if you are placed somewhere unusual you, you don't know why you got there you don't know how you know so, so that's what that's the one thing that got that i was interested in when i because i did read it and i was like i wonder because i know when an alzheimer's patient is removed from their normal like from their home like it's right. like now it's time to go then there's like a increase of like the drop almost exponential in, yeah like that's in like a, a severe yeah like right. things really change and i don't that. know i mean i don't think this article goes into that much detail no on it that. doesn't but, but i, I curious, think yeah. there must be yeah a way at like a, a time an acceptable time early on when they're like okay we gotta start while now you still, yeah start right. now let's move into this residence mm-hmm. and this will being proactive you know about th- yeah, exactly right exactly yeah so i mean it's a great thing it's a it's, horrible disease it's expensive and that's why honestly when it i was like huh, is this really can't do better because that'd be awesome if it was open to anybody well of course it's not because they're full-time residents in this well, brand new model right. village and it's expensive but at least it's something moving in a really heartfelt direction on on a difficult disease yeah, it's it's uh, I I was reading about it. it's twenty four thousand dollars a year, right, right, that the families put in, and that doesn't that doesn't cover the entire cost. The rest is like subsidized by the government, which is crazy. That's still that's not a lot. It's not a lot, but relatively. The, I, mean, I, thought, I ain't yeah. cutting a check, right? But for right what, for even assisted living is sometimes two and a half times that. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Okay, maybe maybe they can't do better <laughs> for now. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll yes. get Chris on their board of directors, and we'll see. <laughs> Chris will solve all the problems. Oh, that's what I do. Um, but yes, that is it for episode eighty-six. We like to end it on a high note, and uh, that is encouraging. And I hope it uh, moves forward. But for now, please make sure to give us a like on social media and uh, at lunchtimeinrome.com while there. Take our relational needs questionnaire and give us a good Google review. Uh, Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. We will see you next week. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Could it be COVID? Yeah, Provolone. Yeah. He just absolutely, completely nailed us. Drunken jujitsu. Chris's fingers flipping off. (laughs) This is great. This makes so much sense. You don't want to help an annoying 43-year-old.